Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boss Uncaged Podcast. So to my surprise, you know, originally I was supposed to be just interviewing Kenny. And so me and Kenny, we go way back. And, you know, uh, the name that I have for Kenny is the Cascading Boss. And then come to find out in the last minute, he got the CEO of the company to show up as well, too. So without further ado, we got Kenny and we got Christopher. So I want you guys to kind of like, you know, we're going to talk about this in synergy. Kind of tell us a little bit about the platform that you guys are currently building and developing for the world right now. All right. Welcome, welcome back to Boss Cage podcast. So to my surprise, you know, originally I was supposed to be just interviewing. Oh, Kenny. I'm, I'm here. I'm here in the review of it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Kenny. I had to mute you, Kenny. <laughs> so, um, so what we are, we're, well, we're a cannabis company, but we are, we're a beverage company. And more than that, we are a beverage syrup company. We're sugar-free. Uh, we're vegan. We're plant-based. We're one of the only uh, sugar-free plant on the market. Um, what we make is a cannabis syrup that can infuse any beverage. So my idea was that um, if I had to smoke alcohol, I would probably consume it a lot less. I probably would. So I, I figured if we can find a way to not smoke cannabis all the time, we can drink it and make it more socially acceptable. People wouldn't, one, wouldn't have to smell me all the time, wouldn't smell the cannabis on me and start judging me. And then two, I would be able to consume it in public and people wouldn't know what I'm consuming. And I think that's the big part about cannabis. We all want our little privacy, but we do want to be able to consume it publicly like alcohol. You know, I have a lot of friends who consume alcohol and I don't consume it as much. And when I go out, you know, I grab a, a Sprite or a carbonated water, add my cannoline to it, and I have an infused cocktail just like them with no alcohol in it. So um, so that was that was the whole thought process. When I started, um, got a degree in organic chemistry um, and got an internship at a pharmaceutical company. So then uh, one of the first things they taught me was making like herbal-based uh, cough syrups. And my first idea was then herbal-based. How can I make this cannabis-based? And so I uh, spent like six months doing research and, and finally launched it. Launched it in 2014. Had a product on the market. Um, ended up getting over here to Nevada. Started working with a lot of companies, doing their extract work and stuff. Got onto the uh, got with the Paiute tribe, which was huge. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, they ended up launching my product in 2019 here in Nevada. So now we're in a total of uh, I think 29 shops. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got an online store. We do CBD syrups as well too, with different ratios. And uh, man, me and uh, it's funny. Me and me and Kenny didn't meet till like like six months ago. Like six months ago at a, at a chamber of cannabis meeting. And uh, man, in this industry, there's, there's not too many brothers who look like us, not too many black people. Hmm. And uh, man, just to see him, we sparked up a conversation and seeing how intelligent he was and how much he knew, man, we just linked up and it, it got us here now. <laughs> it's definitely interesting. I mean, like, when, when I first met Kenny, he was into construction. So like on LinkedIn, right, we had reconnected or whatever. And I sent him a message and I was like, all right, cool. So like, like I was like, why did, how did you get from construction to selling the green green? And, it, and what was your response, Kenny? Oh, we unmute you. You got to unmute. There we go. I mean, all right, all right, go on yeah. back. Talk now, talk now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, well, I got I got into cannabis for before I worked at a TCA contractor construction. I worked in the tech incubator for seven years, and the cannabis market and the tech startup is the exact same field. It's a, a really good niche brand that you're trying to bring to market to the masses. Mm-hmm. And when I talked to Chris about that, we clicked immediately when I said that. I was like, "Dude, you have a really really good product. We need to get this out to the people." 
And that was been like so far. That's been like our mission, working to get working with one another. Is how can we get the product to the mission? And like I said, I'm from Atlanta. You know, the we we've been from Atlanta to uh, Georgia. I mean, from Georgia to Nevada, the weed is way better out here in Nevada. And I got so much more educated on the weed. I know this between the cannabis, the sativa, what the mercine and all the mercine trachines, uh, all the different uh, aspects that come that come into cannabis. I've gotten more uh, knowledgeable about it. So, but at the end of the day, it's still business. So if I can get a very good product that is that's vegan friendly, it's it's healthy, there's no sugar in it. And I can get it out to people who work out, who just want to just not, they want, they want to enjoy marijuana, but they don't want to smoke it because, you know, they can't, don't want to smell like a blunt, like a, like a, some dirty blunts walk into a business meeting. This is your answer and this is your solution. And I see the, I saw the need in the market. If I go to any dispensary in Nevada, they only care about three to five beverages and we're one of the beverages. So that's how I got involved with it. And I was working with another company that wasted a lot more money than they didn't do it as well. So I saw what I've learned from the company that they didn't do as well and took my challenge to another team. I pulled the LeBron on them, you know. <laughs> I'm taking my challenge to the West Coast. <laughs> it's definitely interesting because, I mean, on one hand, technically I would say that you're a bona fide scientist, right? And on the other hand, like, you're you're an entrepreneur through and through. So, like, the figuring out, like, the, the left brain and right brain and the synergy between you two, I think, six months from where you guys were to where you guys now with this partnership, ha- have you guys grown like leaps and bounds in those last six months? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause c- c- coming into it, I was my only employee. I delivered everything from top to bottom from mm-hmm. sales to making labeling uh, every single thing from top to bottom. I was doing it. So now being able to bring somebody in who knows more about those certain topics than me, it's, We've just grown exponentially where I won't have to worry about those and able to worry about other products. Now we're launching new products. We had a website up. Mm-hmm. Our website's doing great. Multiple orders every day. Like where it's a, uh, it's a, uh, yeah, from where I've gone in the past six months, it's been a huge leap bringing him on the team. And also like we're, we're just, we're just, we're just uh, breaking the, you know, scratching the surface of my eyes. Cause like we're, we're, I've already talked to probably the top 10 uh, cannabis expos in the country. Uh, we're on board for three of them right now. Now we're on board. Chris is going to be a presenter and, and talk about why this our product is better. Why we don't need seedles and what we can, what we're ingesting a, a beverage. Why sugars and like some of these products that that uh, have all these sugars bad for diabetes. We're we're, we're going to, we're going to not only be an ex- exhibitor, we're going to be a, a lecturer on the product, and that's what's going to uh, determine us. Like we're you know we're in the cannabis industry. It's only five percent African Americans in the state of Nevada. They're in the industry. We're one. Of the, we're, we're, we're two of the five right here. We're, we're, we're part of the. We're part of the, 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 the top five percent. So, uh, it, 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 it's 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 a good it's a good feeling to feel, and I know that we're going in the right direction in terms of revenue, and that we can also talk to investors on 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 a point on a on a level. It's like this is what we're doing. This is where we're at. How about we're going to go to the best festivals, present our product there. And then let everyone try it out for themselves to see if they if it's something they want to get involved with. It's interesting because I mean, recently I had a, another person on, on this uh, podcast, and we were talking about like from seed to store, and then they have farmland and they're growing the hemp and they're refining it and they're, they're drying it out. So, like, where are you guys in that process? Are you guys thinking about being at scale to where you can kind of control the clones all the way up to the, the product, or are you just more so on you want to receive the oil and then produce the product? No, I want to be with somebody who um, 
I don't want to have to deal with the plant side of it. The plant side of it is a whole different science and a whole different le level of licensing of products that I don't want to deal with. I'm a creator of products. So after it comes down from the plant, that's what I want. That's when I want to start doing my shit. Mm. Okay. Can I, can I? Of course. <laughs> Definitely. So, I mean, with that, right? I mean, as I understand, like, the oil, like, the manufacturing of the oil, and I know, like, the oil is, like, the real, like, the big money, right? And, and again, you can kind of get that at wholesale. So when you guys are, are refining this oil, like, what kind of margins are you looking like from getting the oil from a vendor, potentially buying it at wholesale, oh. and creating the products? So so here in Nevada, um, we, have, we have a company called Flower One, mm -hmm. who has the largest manufacturing facility you've ever seen in your entire life. Um, so instead of before I was producing product and for me per grammage, uh, of concentrate was down to around like a $10 and some change, $10 and 20 something cents. And from them, I think we're getting it for $8. So it, it's actually cheaper to go with a company who specializes in growing a whole bunch of one product for this production, instead of us trying to grow the product, do that process, then make the product, then bottle it, then do the sales. It allows you to take one step away from one company who's actually but, but you have to have a company you trust too. And like, they're, they're a very good trusted company who their testing always comes out proper. And um, yeah, they're actually really good to use now. Hmm. We, we, were, we, were, we were scared to use another company at first. I've been making it for a very long time. But um, it, it's been very consistent, great product, and it actually cut down our costs. So we went from being, um, you know, our product was $20 before in stores. Now it's 15 hmm. Got it. So, I mean, you wrote a, a particular keyword when it comes down to like entrepreneurs and it is being fear or being fearless. Right. And again, what you talked about earlier, Kenny, was talking about being in that top five percent in that top five percent. There's only a handful of African-Americans stepping into that space. So my next question is, is like, what kind of hurdles did you guys both in, let's say, the last six months have had to overcome to get to where you are currently? Uh, for me, this is coming up with a good strategy. Like I'm not a chemist. If you talk to you're like and then just meeting Chris the very first time, he can talk leaps and bounds more than anybody about chemistry, like how the stuff is made, what all goes into it. I was just impressed. It's like you know, like I I, I don't do that. I'm a, I'm a finance and money guy. Let's uh, let's take your product and try to get it out to the masses. The thing about the masses, it's kind of hard for like African Americans. They don't if they don't have experience with how to get to the masses. Like I I brought out two tech apps. Where I've displayed at South by Southwest, I've done a remote music conference, I've done BMI, I've done ASCAP. So I've been to these festivals, I've exhibited a product, and I got bought out. So we took that same exact mindset into cannabis, which you know, cannabis guys, some guys that they're, they're not they're, they're chemists and stuff, they're not money guys. So like we just partner together and just get this product out the masses. We need websites, we need SEO, we need these uh, trade shows. We need him speaking as much as possible so we can, so when we go to the trade shows, they hear him speak, guess what? They know who he is. He has a following. Now we're able to grasp the, uh, 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 grasp the people with the money to invest or buy our product or fulfill our purchase orders. And that's going to be the fastest way to grow. Anything else is like, I don't know. We can't, can't go like the same five or six dispensaries inspecting to get more product. You have to grow into different markets. We need to go to Oklahoma, California, and uh, West Virginia, which is our next four states that we're about to expand into on the THC side. The CBD side, we're already sell we're all selling uh, online. I think we're going to make a, uh, better approaches by that. Uh, we're going to these big trade shows that people with uh, convenience stores, people with uh, 
Uh, maybe I love 7-Eleven. Like, to come take 7-Eleven, Circle K. I hope you hear me. Uh, come call, come holler at your boy <laughs> at Cantaline, uh, and, and, let, and let's give him a chance to put in your store. Because we have the opportunity, because Chris is a canvas. He is a manufacturer. I don't have to. I'm not white labeling nothing. I can just say, Chris, all right, I need your front 50,000 units for Circle K. They're going to sign us a, a pay-per-click order. Mm. Done. We don't have we don't we, we have that we have that option of doing it because Chris is a manufacturer and canvas. And and my job is just go find make sure I find these kind of guys who are into these kind of deals. Hmm. It's definitely interesting hearing you speak because I mean obviously I could definitely see like the synergy between both you guys are like two separate hemispheres coming together. So with that, right? I mean the legal side of it, like legal side of marijuana or CBD banking, all that shit is 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 like you know still herding cats. So uh, what, what is your business structure set up like? Is it an LLC, S corp, a C corp? So currently we're at LLC um, dealing with um, yeah, but banking is man, you hit that right on right on cue. It's so frustrating. It's uh, it's never been more frustrating to, to pay somebody taxes and not allow you to have an account so they can protect you. It's just weird. They want our money but won't help us protect it. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we're currently an LLC, and what I'm trying to do is uh, my company's gonna be franchisable. It's gonna be franchisable because we can sell the packaging. So eventually we'll just be a packaging company who's just selling packaging to other cannabis companies who can reproduce our product. Hmm. So, I mean, talking about products, I mean, you're talking about drinking it, right? And obviously we've seen infused wine, we've seen infused coffee. So like, just talk about like that product. I mean, I, I've seen one, I think it's like, I, I nicknamed it the purple drink. So like, just talk about like, like, why did you pick the flavors that you have and, and, and what are you using? Are they mixers? Are you drinking them straight up? Like, what's the use case analysis for the product? Hey, now, okay. So okay, it's a, it's a glycerin based syrup that I make everything in there I make myself. Okay. And then the glycerin I make myself from vegetable roots. Um, even the flavoring I make myself, I steam distill every fruit. So all the fruits that I use are fruits I get from California. Wow. And um, the only two that aren't organic fruits are the pineapple and watermelon. Everything else is organic. And what I do is I uh, have like a large bucket where I steam everything and I collect the steam distillation from it. Now in the steam distillation, you get like the terpenes, the flavor, but the sugar is too heavy to float up with the steam. So you get a, a sugar-free, all-natural vegan flavoring that I can add to stuff. Now the syrup itself that I added to, you can add that to beverages, or you could take it by itself, like a teaspoon or tablespoon, similar to with cough syrup, except for it's not because you need to cough, it's because you want to have cannabis. You know, it's the same, the same concept. Or because it's, it's water-soluble, it's alcohol-soluble, it's juice, uh, lemon juice-soluble, it's milk-soluble. You can add it to protein shakes, your morning coffee. You can add it to, I mean, anything, smoothies, cocktails. People add it to food. It gets up to 385 degrees. Most people fry chicken at 350. So I mean, if you wanted to coach your batting, uh, coach your um, your chicken in this and then fry it, you got medicated chicken using it. Like the, the versatility on it is so vast. Is why people I've had people use it for pancakes, for I mean, from anything you can think of. And the fact that it's, it's sugar free, it's vegan, it's plant based, everything in the product is all natural. Anybody can use it. We're also keto friendly. There's no allergens in the product either. So like, there's no reason, there's no excuse not to try or use the product. You know, we we've given um, you know. A lot of people have dietary restrictions, and this literally cuts through all of that. It cuts through all allergens, dietary restrictions, everything. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, coming from your chemistry background, and I think you brought up this keyword a couple of different times, corp syrup, cough syrup. So, yeah. like, and, and I think, like, from the technology standpoint, and again, I don't know, so I'm asking this question, are, are there similarities between the cough syrup and, and what you're creating? So most times people read the cough syrup, the only thing that's negative with it is the cough suppressants and the other stuff they add to it. Like the actual base of most cough syrups is, is sugar-free, vegan, it's plant-based. Mm. But it's just once you start adding in these other chemically made or man-made products into it and stuff like that, that's when you change the whole process of it. 
But if you just took that same base right there, that base, that, that cough syrup base, I totally see people uh, put stuff, cough syrup and like Sprite and stuff like that because it is a, it's a water soluble, it's, it's, a, it's a natural thing, but inside of that are negative cough suppressants. I've taken all those out and just used that natural base to add cannabis into it. Mm. Gotcha. So I mean, yeah, but your chemistry background makes sense. You just substitute molecules for other molecules and replacing that, them. That's it. In the blockchain. That, gotcha. That's that's totally it. Yeah. Huh. It's not that. It's not that dirty sprite. It's more like a a healthier, cleaner sprite. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that's the concept. Because a lot of people, we had a lot of people who saw like lean. Initially, I made the product kind of lean because it was lean, it was sugar free, vegan. It was, it was a healthy product. But then we got the lean base because it was syrup. And then we started to realize that both sides of the spectrum are right. You know, neither of them are wrong. There's a lot of people who do do lean who want to kind of get off of it. And this is such a great substitute because it is similar to it. But then people who also want to be on the lean factor, who want to be healthy, you add it to, to pre-workouts, to protein shakes. I mean, we, we even have an energy drink launching, you know, it's a all natural energy drink. Just every, uh, every aspect of it is healthy. And that's where we're really pushing on it. Gotcha. So, I mean, being that you guys are like, opposites and like magnets and attracting each other and you, you got this system working and you're running it right like um would you say it's difficult running a business as a partnership like you guys have currently right now um actually for how, how it's been going it's been much easier kenny's uh <laughs> you know i haven't let anybody in my business yet besides my brother who pretty much helped me do a lot of my other, other my marketing stuff mm. um but i i'm very you know this is my baby i'm very very picky about this man he's he's been nothing but but really great help you know when you have somebody who uh i'm busy as shit i'm very busy and when he'll call me he needs info and i'm telling you he'll call me 15 seconds gets his info and then he's out you know call me again another two hours later 15 seconds info and he's out and i'm like that's the that's perfect for me and like i didn't have to tell him that i didn't have to inform him about that so so from what it's been a partnership to what it's been so far it's been much easier than doing this shit by myself i can yeah, I've learned a long time ago. There's no reason to have a conversation with more than four minutes. It's just, just, I've always been like that. Just tell me what you want <laughs> and get onto it. And I'll do it and I'll call you back after I'm done with it. Because it shouldn't take that long. This is always a good business process, uh, business uh, thing I've always picked up over the years. Uh, what for Chris, like I say, I know he knows this thing is chemistry. I'm not going to come to the lab. I still haven't been to the lab. I'm not, I mean, I, I mean I'm not interested in going to the lab. Let's make takes a picture put on Instagram, but I'm not really interested in going to lab. My my thing is like, how do you get it out the product? Getting getting the product out to market is not involving me being in a lab. It's being on the phone with people like you, being on the, uh, talking to other uh, manufacturers and talking to other uh, dist distributors and 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 conference organizers. Uh, like I said, my biggest thing is like, let's get the product out to market. Let's get it out. Let's let's, let's get it, the name out there. So. Mm. We're, you're in Georgia, we're in Nevada. They hear Cannelling. So, oh, I know Cannelling. That's Kenny. That's Kenny and Chris. Those are those are Cannelling boys. And I like that. I, I, that's like, and that's like and that's like the biggest thing. Chris is a great guy to work with because he's a way nicer person than me. Like I, I, I'm kind of a hard ass. I'm a I'm a kind of an asshole. But at the end of the day, I, I, I never really my asshole because I don't lie to no one. I tell everybody this is what we need to do. This is how we do it. And either I'm gonna do it or we're not. I mean, and that just that that's the best part. Chris isn't. Low smoke with my ass. So, like, so far, great partnership together. We work out very well. And like you said, respect you, we respect each other's territory. I don't come in. I'm never going to see me coming to a, a lab trying to tell him what to do. He's not going to tell me, like, the balance sheet, what a balance sheet looks like. So, we're just. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, I mean, talking to, like, I mean, you're you're a big system guy. And I'm talking to, to Kenny here. Like, so, in the cannabis field, like, what kind of SOPs do you guys currently have, or are you currently developing those SOPs out? Now? So I, I have SOPs for every single one of my products. I've been prepared for this for, like, four years now because I knew that 
I didn't have the money everybody else had. I didn't have the money to keep building new facilities. I knew if I got into one and I made SOPs, I can launch with other companies and show them how to make my product and then collect percentages down the road. So I, I've had this ready to go for a long time right now. That's why we have three companies in California, West Virginia, and Oklahoma work with currently that we're going to launch in the, in the next year there, that they're just going to be able to produce there. I'm going to be able to go down, set it up, show the process, have SOPs, and they can just take it over from there. And that's our, that's, that's our process. That's why we'll be able to expand to so many states faster than everybody else because we don't need to set up a whole facility there. We work with people who already have facilities. We take up around 200, around 250 square feet of their space. That's it. With most facilities have way more space than that to give up. And in that space, you can produce around 50,000 bottles a month of our product. Got it. So, so that leads me to like something we talked about earlier on. You was talking about um, franchising, right? So mm-hmm. with your franchising model, are you essentially selling the, the branding for the bottles? Are you selling the formula and the product itself? Like what are you franchising exactly? All of it. Okay. okay. The, the, the brand, the SOPs for it, the products, because um, we have more products launching. Mm-hmm. So people will be able to franchise. If you want to franchise just one product, you want to franchise all. It's, just, it's, a, uh, it, it's, a, it's a lot coming. It's, it's a lot coming right now. Because we are, my process is to take, take over the drink market. I make drinks better than everybody else, and I know it. So if I get the point in the process where I can have a bottling machine to make, you know, we can do sodas, we can do juices, I can do coffees, teas, I can do kombuchas, I can do everything down the line that you could ever think of. Energy drinks. Uh, pre-workouts, protein shakes, uh, smoothies, fused milk. We can do chocolate milks. I mean, everything from under the sun we can do. So at that point, I can franchise out every single one of those products or they can franchise out the brand and then run all those products from their state if they have a large enough facility to do it. I mean, just hearing you speak, like the first thing that popped into my mind is just, is just 100% conceptual. I don't know if it's legally possible, but like vending machines with like multiple I'm already, already, I'm already in the I'm Man, if I could, if I could tell you more detail, I would. But I'm already in the yeah. process. We're working with a company who is going to, uh, who's already substantially sit- situated in other states doing CBD ones. And once they get the process to go, uh, our product fits into their machine. We already have labels to go inside of them with every single one of it. Just, it's uh, that that's that's the future of what we're looking at. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely, within the right state, within the right legal, legal limits of the law, whatever, you know, you could have those suckers pop up left and right anywhere. And it's a, kind of like an overnight pop up versus having to build out a full construction or build out a storefront. So, and that's the idea. So, one, once one person gets comfortable with it and the state gets comfortable, then the next state will and it'll eventually expand itself. So, you got to find one state to work with at a time and then go from there. Nice, nice. So, I mean, anyone that's listening to this podcast right now, I mean, obviously your energy for both you guys are off through the roof. They can kind of feel the synergy going on and like the perception of you guys being an overnight success. I mean, you you talked about bringing Kenny on six months ago, but in reality, how long have you been on the journey to get to where you are currently? Uh, Eight, 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 well, uh, 11 years, I would say. Eight years I've had the company, 11 years I've been in the industry, um, solid in the industry. You know, uh, I've been the chemist for a company for in Riverside, who I mean, talking about doing almost uh, they're doing like fifty, sixty thousand dollars a day, and I was their sole chemist doing extractions for them before anybody was really doing extractions, you know, making product on the market. And uh, yeah. from that point till then, learning all that knowledge, getting to this point, it's been about eleven years. Eleven years. So let's just say, right, the multiverse is real. Time travel is real. If you can go back anywhere in the past decade and talk to yourself for, let's say, one hour, you have a one hour block to go back. When would you go back to and what would you say to yourself to kind of help expedite where you are to make it happen a lot faster? Oh, man, uh, 2014. 2014, I would I would look myself in the face and tell myself that it's OK to ask for help. It's okay. You don't have to do this all by yourself. Asking for help doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're not a strong person. It doesn't make you a bitch. It's not any of that. 
Everybody needs help. Ask for help. It's okay. People are going to tell you no. That doesn't mean they're bad people. It doesn't mean you're doing the wrong thing. It's just part of fucking business. It's okay. Ask for help. Ask for help, and you're going to get it. Just keep asking for help. It's okay. Hmm. Yeah, mine's going back to 2003 and buying all the stock in Google. <laughs> See, I, mean, I had the option to buy a lot of you, stock man. in Google in 2003, and I didn't. Uh, my uh, one of my first in college went to Stanford, and she like can't. She came, I remember this day. She said, "Candy, I brought fifteen hundred dollars." I was like twenty. I had the money. I was flipping houses, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll give you fifteen hundred. I send it to her." Man, I wish I had listened to her because she went to Stanford with one of those guys. He was talking about this Google thing is about that. Man, I could have been been paid and set up. <laughs> but in the cannabis field, for me in the cannabis field. I wish I had left Georgia or expanded more over to like California, uh, Nevada, the West Coast, just to know more about cannabis. I'm so much more educated about like the different types of cannabis, what goes into cannabis, mm-hmm. and and what's good weed, what's bad weed. Because like what I know over here and what we have in Atlanta is completely different. And then the fact that I'm knowing so much now, when it does expand, I know I could bring a mark, I could bring it to market very quick, or any of these other states, because I'm that much more knowledgeable about it. So if I, the, my my future, my old self to tell the future, Kenny, go spend more time learning about cannabis, so you can bring that knowledge back over to uh, Georgia in the south. So it, it sounds like, a, 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 and I'm being facetious when I say this, right? It sounds like uh, Atlanta <laughs> has like oregano, and California is fruitopia. That's that's like the comparison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, like, it's a reject weed. We got we got all the reject. I mean, there's some good there's some good weed in Georgia, but you got a guy fucking the guy. You have to have like a, a specific dealer. You really don't know what he's putting on it, and it's not regulated out here. It's, everything's pretty regulated, but now it's regulated. You can find the guys with crazy exotic stuff too, because that's what they they know. They're, they're like. 20 years in the game. He's 11 years in the game. It's 20 years in the game. Uh, growing Weaver and Georgia still like no one really can do it legally. So they're hiding it and yeah. making it some random grow houses. It's not like it's being tested. <laughs> like anything that he makes, even Chris makes has to get tested and he has to submit it to the state. I mean, we don't do that in Georgia. We don't know where we, I don't know where we man kids is made from. I didn't ever ask that question. Yeah, very true. Very true. So I want, I want to talk about both of you guys. I mean, obviously you guys are so different. And, and unique in your own ways like what is your upbringing like i mean do both of you guys come from entrepreneurial backgrounds was it an aunt uncle a dad a mom that kind of helped instill that in y'all to become what you are right now kenny i'll let you take this one first oh so my mom uh i started with my mom my mom's a girl designer she makes like women's like wedding gowns and stuff so i grew up in a house and always having women in my house was just always a good thing um <laughs> so I, I grew up with a house where my mom sewing from women so I knew that I probably had to grow up, wanted to be work for myself. And then also had an uncle. My, my dad died. He was an entrepreneur, too. He started, like, a, a pro-line hair products with my other uncle. My dad took a buyout early. Uh, he was kind of a serial owner of uh, Church's Chicken franchise. But then he died when I was, like, 11 or 12. And I have an uncle, Uncle Melvin. He was a lawyer. And I probably learned more from him than anybody. Uncle Melvin... Uh, was a uh, defense attorney, uh, member of Congressional Black, worked with the Congressional Black Caucus, NAACP. So working with him, seeing all these other Black entrepreneurs, like I'm in a member of 100 Black Men right now in Vegas. He was the one in, in Atlanta. And seeing all these, these Black businessmen making money, they got nice houses, their wives is fine, they got, you know, Bentleys, Porsches, Jaguars in the garage. I saw that. That's like, what I want to be. I need to do that. And I learned my freshman year at Morehouse College, no one's going to pay me $150,000 when I'm 18 years old. So it was up to me to make that kind of money. No one's just going to give it to me. So I've always found a way to make some money. 
Um, and you know, I was educating myself. I got you know, gotta have some skills for people to pay, mm -hmm. and gotta be consistent. I, I can say like the best thing I learned about with uh with like uh with that kind of thing is I had consistency growing up with my mom. After she finally sold her house after forty seven straight years living in the house, it was consistent. Like I always had consistency with that. So I think that's why it made me be a great entrepreneurship. A great entrepreneur is that I've I had I grew up around it. I was raised around it and other their friends exposed me to other entrepreneurs that which I can always guide on or rely on if I need, uh, you know, advice, information. Like I tell everybody, I know all about EIN, Secretary of State, getting compliant, business license, taxes. I learned that like at 16 years old. Cause if, you, if you don't have that kind of stuff, you're not a business. You're just a guy, you're a hustler. <laughs> and what was your response to that, Chris? Um, honestly, I never really... Uh... None of, none of my family really is like entrepreneurs on the inside. My bad. Uh, I had a close friend who I looked up to. The same person. The reason I got dreads. Um, he, he was a he was a family friend, but he was like a, he was an athlete. When I was an athlete growing up, he said everything I wanted to be in a person. And so, like uh, when he grew up, he uh, went to Boise State. They uh, he ended up getting to the NFL for like a year or two, and then ended up getting a uh, open up a barber shop, open up a smoothie store, just started opening up stores and stuff like that. And that was my first time ever seeing anyone who owned a business and could like open up a store and like owned it. We were there on days off and like nobody was there and stuff like that and just doing stuff and, like seeing someone be able to own a building, like own some shit, yo. Like it was just, it was a weird factor. You know, my family never really had money. We rented everything. We always lived in apartments and you know, five of us inside of a two bedroom apartment and shit like that. Just never, that never was an idea. Like I never owned some shit. Like nigga, I got the keys to this door. When I want to say it's closed, it's closed. Like it's, it's, it's it was his fucking business. And like, to, to watch him build it and like uh you know when i think i was like uh, i was 22 he sold them all and now he did, he's a football coach in, in uh in california and just retired got a house out there and just uh, and lives a life that i would like man i'll tell you it was like uh he, he was one of the people who like lived that ideal life that i wanted if he wouldn't have done a business i don't think i would be in this business honestly hmm. very interesting i mean it's just i'm just hearing and it's just kind of like this you guys are so uniquely different from each other. It was like, you know, usually like you, you kind of get into these kind of conversations and there's some synergy. They're bipolar opposites, but like the, the, the similarities in the stories, but you guys' background, like your education, like your philosophies, your theories, everything is, is completely opposite from each other. So, I mean, I could definitely see how like, you two coming together it, it, i think you guys needed to find each other obviously because without each other you'd have been missing the other half you would have missed you'd have missing this uh, key component uh, i i i tell everybody i don't have to make nothing in the chemistry lab i'm not trying to go to a chemistry lab unless i'm taking some pictures and i put it on instagram but i, I that's like chris handle it <laughs> and, and, and and he knows that i hate talking about money like i hate that shit i hate money i hate that that's a conversation that I'm talking about healing people and trying to heal the world and money has to be a conversation. So that's why I'm so glad to have him there because he deals with those conversations. I don't like that. I mean, I keep carrying money on myself. Like I, 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 I think it's one of the worst things we ever created, but it's part of life and it's part of this world, especially it's part of business. Huh. And he's, he's, he's really money oriented. Like you hear, yeah. you hear the question, you hear the question, the answer. His first thought was I should put money back in Google back then with money. Like that's, <laughs> that's, the man, that's the mentality that I need from somebody else because I don't have that mentality. I don't have that that immediate need to make money mentality, but for me to expand this business and to help the people I want to help, I I have to have money. So, man, it's yeah, it's, it's definitely opposites. The opposites do attract. Yeah, yeah. So there's another, another bipolar question for you, and, and and again, I have no idea what your answer is going to be. This this could be the determinant factor from some synergy, right? What do your morning habits, your morning rituals look like? 
<laughs> I get up at five o'clock in the morning. I get up like five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning. Either I'm gonna go to yoga, smoke weed, or uh, start reading a book. I mean, no one's up. My my girlfriend's sleep. My dog is. I let the dog out because he'll start waking everybody up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm up really early in the morning. I typically go like I go to the gym or do yoga. Uh, but I smoke. I smoke in the morning. I smoke. I sit by my pool. It's, it's starting to warm up again, so I'll sit by my pool and just smoke a joint on, on, on my patio by myself. Gosh, damn, man, we we're not gonna have any of these that match. That's crazy. So, uh, my my I wake up at like six. My first two hours are like my zen, mm. and my and my way of creating zen is really weird. It's not like most people do. I play video games, man. I will put on my headphones and I won't talk to anybody. I will ignore calls. And then at eight o'clock, I can get to stuff. I would go work out. You know, I'll do at least an hour or two in the gym, and then I'll get you know have business. It's, 12 hours from there that I'll be stuck either in the laboratory doing stuff or um, most of the time it's in the laboratory. Honestly, I'll, I'll take calls and answer emails from there and stuff like that, but I'm in there all day. But usually when I wake up, like my first time is, is just I'll hop on some video games, knock everybody out in this world. And it's like, get my little Zen moment in. Hmm. It's, it's crazy. Interesting, man. So um, talking about like morning routines and Kenny, you alluded to um, being, you know, you read. So like my next question is like, both of you guys obviously have different journeys that ended up and you cross paths and you are where you are right now. But what books helped either one of you or individually to <laughs> help you on your journey to get you where you are currently? Uh, oh, I should know this. Let me look at it. I got, it's a... hey, yeah, I, I can make this real quick. I've never finished a book from beginning to end and I've laughed every time that people always bring up books. I've never read a book from beginning to end of my entire life. I got a lot of books. <laughs> I got, I'm like, I got, I got a lot of books. I got like, like a, like hundred books in my house, so I'm gonna start. With the, I'm gonna start with the ISIS papers. You know that that book changed my life. Uh, the autobiography of Malcolm X has made me a very no pimp by iceberg slim. I take that back. Pimp by iceberg slim changed my life. It it, it expanded to me like what kind of people are you can either be the the pimp or you're going to be hoe. Which one are you going to be? You're only going to be one of the two. And I realized from them, I am no one's fucking hoe, and I got to get the money myself. Cause that's how I learned it. Was pimp by iceberg slim. Very good book. I wrote it out when I was 17 years old. Book changed my life. Uh, and so is the nice speaker, Dr. Francis Cresswell-Sing. Uh, It showed to me, like, as an African-American, that you got to embrace being an African-American. And if you can embrace it, you can actually succeed about it. Because, like, you're going to be treated differently. But if you, know how to, if you know how to treat yourself differently, like I said, all of us have all experienced some type of racism um, in the business, as being professionals in, in some type of form or way. And for, for me, I I I I I learned it because I got into like some crazy shit growing uh, growing up, like from high school and in uh, in my early in my professional career, where that kind of book I always go back to like they just different, so it is what it is. Uh, another book for me has been uh, the the book I'm bringing now is uh, Attributes. Um, what's a buy? Let me find it. Rich Devaney, I got another book right here. Rich Devaney is the new book I got. Um, we have a one-star general, uh, General Andre Berry. He's the over the National Guard for Nevada, uh, for the state of Nevada. Uh, member of the Hundred Black Man. He told me to read this book. Uh, so far, it's been good. It's uh, twenty-five hidden drivers for optimal performance. Like, I say, I'm a guy that reads because, like, I just want to know like how to like the especially managing people. If I manage people over, over the years, I was missing one. You can come and talk to me, ask about any question. But I'm gonna be like, or if I tell you to do something, do it correctly. And you gotta lead by example. So I've always felt like you need to read a book just to, for me, I don't know the answer, so I just read a book and then the book tells me something, I'll try it out. If it fits into my work schedule, my workflow, I like it. If it don't, 
It doesn't. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I've been sitting here listening, listening to both your answers. And again, like I, I'm still searching for, 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 the, for the overlap, right? So like, let's just go to this next question. Where do you guys, because right now you guys hit the crossroad, you've overlapped, you guys are on the same path right now. Where do you see yourselves 20 years or the company 20 years from now? Hope them bought us out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with them 200%. But there, there we go. There we go. It's yeah, right someone's buying us out. We've been bought out. He's, 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 he's somewhere. In 20 years, Coke or Pepsi will have bought us out, and we'll, I'll be on the beach somewhere. That's the problem. <laughs> with, no, with, no, with no shoes on for the rest of my life, even though I don't wear shoes now. But still, no, no shoes on, rest of my life, beach. Yeah, it's, it's all for corporate. We're, we're going to be bought out by somebody or Red Bull. Or, or, if you're Red Bull, Coca-Cola, uh, Gatorade, if you're listening to us, we're for sale. We are, we are for sale. I'll let us. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think it's it's funny because, I mean, Chris, like, obviously this is this has been your passion, and you've been very passionate about it, and the fact that you wake up and you go into the lab every single day and you're – constantly refining your craft but the the commonalities between you guys is to you know essentially sell this product so you really have an exit strategy in mind so did you start the company with the exit strategy in mind or is that something that came no your time no that's something uh me and him sit down discussing often because honestly um i've always been told that the two problems in this world are, are knowing what you want and not knowing how to get it mm. and then just not knowing what the fuck you want and i didn't at a point i just didn't know what i wanted mm-hmm I didn't know because I, I, I knew I was going to help people. This product is going to help people, but it doesn't, and it doesn't need me to be behind it all the time to help people. You know, like I made a great product and I'm making great ideas, but if I get those products out to other people who have way more money than me, who can really get that to the masses, mm-hmm. that's, the, I, that's the idea of it. The idea is to get it to as many people as possible to help people. You know, it's um, whether I do it myself, it, it's kind of out of the question at this point. If I really want to help people, I have to do it at whatever, whatever thing it costs me. If it costs me to sell this company to somebody who's going to take this product and then give it out to everybody across the world, then that's what it's going to take. You know, that's what it's going to take. We kind of sat down and came to that conclusion. And uh, that's that's honestly the goal. I make great products and I make really healthy things, things that can really help people. And if I could find someone who can who can take that and it's multiply it and give it to everybody across the country and across the world, that's all I could ask for. Hmm. Yeah. So I think I think yeah. another I commonality between both of you guys, it, it's, it's, it's not your your goal is that you want to help people and you like creating products. And Kenny, he likes to monetize products and get products out to the masses as fast as possible. So yeah, to ad lib your twenty years, I could totally see in twenty years, yeah, you sell you'll sell this company. They're like that goes hands down. But I don't think this is going to be the last venture that you guys are probably going to work on. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh no, not not at all. Because oh. I realized to help people, it takes money. Mm. <laughs> and he's somebody who knows money really well. And I have a lot of ideas on how to help people create products that are really great, not just sellable products, mm-hmm. but are great products in general. So if, if we could put that together, like that's, you know, I don't, I don't see things going wrong. It's been going great since we have great compatibility when it comes to, even though I'm realizing right now, we don't have anything like same things in common, but our mm-hmm. commonality is the fact that we have, he believes in this company the same way I do. Yeah. And he, and he can use his abilities. I use mine. And when we get to the point, I, man, yeah, hell yeah. Second venture, I'd love to bring him on too. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, also, he's yeah, breaking I, the golden rule too, right? Yeah. We, we, like I said, the good thing about any, I don't care, any relationship is you got to know your place. You stay over there, I stay over here. We meet in the, we, we meet in the middle and, and, and break bread. Uh, that's a, And that's all that's always been with me with any business that I've been in. I might not know how to do it, but if you're an expert and a master at your craft, and I see the point of like you can get money in it. I want to be all. I want. I want to be down for that. 
be down for the cause. Like I've had friends, mm-hmm. uh, I got a friend named Tope. I don't know if you know Tope. Tope was talented. I met Tope when I was in the tech mm-hmm. incubator uh, at Atlanta Tech Village. Uh, Tope met, uh, met him, he had a small desk, like I had a desk. Next thing you know, he has an office. Next thing you know, he has a whole floor. Next thing you know, his business is too big. He got moved to a different building. Tope's, Tope's valuation of his company is $2 billion. Mm-hmm. And the fact I met him when he was just a guy like me, just sitting on the desk right in front, in front of me, it's like, it's also inspirational because, like, I'm not a hater kind of guy. It's like, damn, if he did it, I should do it. Let me try to figure out a product and do it. He took a product, able to scale it, and took it to market. I need to be able to do this, and I feel like I could do the same thing. And, and that's how I like. And this time, it's not a tech. It's not a tech venture. It's definitely a product venture. But if you use those same type of things that I was learning, I was taught that I did through before. We can definitely get the money. And like I said, because like at the end of the day, his product is better than else. Like. There's, uh, I just did a, a, on the pitch deck, we got, we got sip, sip has a whole bunch of sugar in it. We got, uh, can, cans, low dose, cans, low dose, and still has sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I forgot the third one. This is uh, wild, wild had sugar and it has, um, seed oil in it. So you're talking about all these other products that are bigger, that are bigger than us, yet they have significant like health issues where they're not, they're not really a healthy product. We could really promote ourselves as a healthy product where we don't have any of these impurities in them. And that's what's going to distinguish the two. At the end of the day, if I get myself, if I get my product on the whole field, it's a wrap. I'm done. Because <laughs> we're, we're actually a healthy base, we're actually a health-based product. And that's just, and that's the CBD part. And that's the, that's only CBD. Part. As we expand into different markets, we're like with California, West Virginia, Oklahoma on the cannabis markets. Right now, I think there are 33 states that are legal with marijuana. Once it goes federal, we get a, or more and more states we can get in the state. That's a that's a, that's another hundred thousand dollars per store. Because that's how I look at it. If each store can bring me a hundred thousand, I'm in eleven hundred stores. We did a very good. We did a very good year that year. And that's how about scalability about. So that's 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 my. Uh, my spill on that. Yeah, and I'm listening to you. I mean, you're speaking my language now. So, like, like the marketing strategy, and you're talking about like your avatar. And if I go back the past 40 minutes, and I can kind of piece together these puzzle pieces, you're talking about vegan, right? You're talking mm-hmm. about low sugar, low calorie. You're talking about health. You mentioned that you like um, yoga. He also mentioned that you know he would probably be on a beach. So, collectively taking all that data, like, who is your ideal avatar today, and who are you planning on reaching to with the diversification tomorrow? Um, soccer moms, hands down, soccer moms. I, I like if I get here's the thing about if you can get into soccer mom market because I um when I work you know I work with Global Paint for Charities nonprofit I've been a member for for like at least twelve years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a yoga I did a yoga festival with them with my friend Ashley Sapp, and I sat there and I was on three hundred women. They pay all one hundred and fifty bucks to be a part of a yoga session. And that was by far the my nonprofit. They were just sitting there, just collecting donations. I've never made as much money as I made at this yoga retreat for for a nonprofit than any of my other events. I've done all type of trade shows. So I said the soccer ball market. They pay for to look for themselves. They want to be in shape. They're the ones going to the gym. The yoga and the healthy women market is also influences the guys who go to the gym because the guys go to the gym. They want to be in shape. Guys will pay great money. To be in shape. So the health, the wellness, that's where you want to be in. You want to be in Whole Foods. The Whole Foods, the same thing I could buy at Kroger or Smith's for five bucks. Whole Foods is selling me for 15 bucks with a straight face. Hmm. It is what it is. So like I need to get myself in the health and wellness market because when you're health and wellness, you don't not using this just like like let's say Red Bull. Red Bull is like one of these things that you take for to go out and party and have a good time. But 
if it becomes like a supplement that's something that you need every day to like to, to to live or you feel like it's a part of your lifestyle, you're gonna buy it every day. It becomes like a, it's like like you buying chicken. It, it's gonna happen every day. That's where you want to go into. We're not trying to go into like the straight cannabis thing. We're wanna be in the wealth and lifestyle. You need this to go to sleep. You need this to reduce your anxiety. You need this to like make yourself feel better after after you work out. And these are just things that I, I, I experienced from taking the product, but also see like I've seen the mar- I've seen that market share. I see I see these I see these women spend on it. They spend $150 for a yoga set. They that cost five bucks to make. They spend money on like celery juice. My girlfriend bought some damn celery juice the other day. I was like, you paid seven dollars for a bottle of celery juice. It was this fucking small. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I think it's definitely interesting because I mean, part of like your branding and labeling. I think one of your products is called Plain Jane, and then essentially what you're describing is 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 part of that like that product branding in its entirety. Like you're you're talking about Jane herself. So do you guys have like a, like a board somewhere where you have like the ideal name of that avatar listed anywhere? He does. <laughs> oh, an avatar. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. we we got on the avatars now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So who's your avatar? What's her name? Um, I, I don't have an avatar. Um, uh, maybe I'm mistaken. Are we talking like like NFT avatars here? Or are we talking just like oh, a, who's, tar- who's like your tar- who's like your target buyer of your product? Oh, okay, man. I like, I've never heard that term avatar, but that's awesome. Oh, yeah, I'm a lab nerd. So uh, okay, so um, our target audience is pretty much uh, like health health and wellness people. So anybody who's going to go to um, uh, say your vitamin store. Your vitamin supply, any um, any health and wellness store, anybody who's looking um, for sleep aid, energy, anybody wants a natural product or natural mood enhancement. We don't realize how important sleep is. Like sleep is one of the most important things that affects everything in your body. You know, from, from your anxiety to the way you eat to uh, the way you think throughout the day. And for a natural product that can help you sleep that's not addictive, mm-hmm. that can truly help you go to sleep and help you not just fall asleep. But stay asleep. Most people wake up throughout the night and have problems with that. Who can, you know, smoke a joint and they'll knock you out. But knocking you out isn't the point. You need to be able to stay asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely humorous that that you brought up like NFT avatars. And again, you're a gamer as well too. So that kind of leads me to like a impromptu question that's not necessarily in the marijuana space. But have you guys looked into like NFTs or creating an NFT product to kind of boost the awareness of selling? Uh, Kenny put me on this guy uh, who's been bugging us nonstop about getting Annalene in the, the metaverse and having NFT. I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but man, his idea sounds so good because he messages all the time about it. But man, no, uh, he, 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 uh, I have a really good friend, Afani. He's a great, great guy, great guy, marketing genius. Uh, works with a, couple, a lot of like rappers and stuff. And I love. His uh, his I, I said this with Kathleen, like he came. I said this with Kathleen, and then he came to Vegas. He met Chris, and then he's like, I, he's just a he's like one of our biggest supporters of it. But he's right. He's trying to let's do this avatar. Let's put this in the metaverse. We're all moving forward towards that. Because at the end of the day, I want to stay hip to the culture. I don't want to fall behind. If it works, I might not know about it, but you know what? Screw it. You want to put it over there? All I have to do is try to make me some money. At the end of the day, it's, it's marketing. It's all about marketing. And they, you know, if your son sees an Oculus, say, oh, dad, I see a, uh, you know, little Sonal. I say, I see a, uh, I saw this Kellen guy you were talking to the other day. Guess what? <laughs> that's more money for me coming in. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's how, and that's how it is. You gotta be like a, a marketing, a marketing like, you know, terrorist. Like what's what's my man said from the, from the, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. 
You gotta be a marketing terrorist, bro. That's how you get to, that's how you get successful everywhere, <laughs> no matter where it's at. Definitely, definitely. So I mean, this leads me to like a like a dual part question for both of you guys. Like, if you have an opportunity to talk to someone that's younger than you that may be hearing this and seeing that, okay, one, I could be a scientist, I could be a chemist, the other side, I could be a business person, I could be an entrepreneur, and I could work in both environments and, and create this huge company. What words of wisdom, words of insight would you want to tell that person to help motivate them to stay on track and stay focused and keep, continue to grow? Ooh, Kenny, I'll let you go first on that one. Uh, my thing would be um, be patient. Uh, you don't know everything. Uh, take good notes. Uh, see, like, how you work with someone. Like, um, so before in before I, in November, I took a job working with a construction company, big construction company. And it was just not a, it was just a terrible fit. Like, the late, I, 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 the owner was gone. I was dealing with this uh Karen chick and it just ended it just ended bad. It's like it's like I and, and during this time, like I graduated from college, I got accepted to my master's program, I won all these accolades, and no matter what you said, she says you're a bad person. And 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 I sat there and thought about it because she said, Well, I think you need to stay in this position, and I'm gonna I'm demote you, and you need to stay in this position, you need to stay in that position forever. You can't listen to people like that. If I listen to her, I'd still be sitting there working 60 hours a week, sad as hell. But guess what? I'm a boss. I'm an uncaged boss at that. <laughs> I told her, go fuck herself. And, like, I quit. Because, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, I make more money than you. Like, at the end of the day, I make more money than you. And I can say it very, very calmly, or I can be very arrogant about it. I would say, like, as a young kid, stand for yourself. Be confident. Whatever you think you don't know, ask but i would definitely say don't be rattled by what the the peanut gallery has to say you're your own person if you know your product if you're confident about it i will believe in you and, mm. and that's the biggest thing confidence is everything if you don't know something people will help you like i said i'm the biggest testament people help me i've gotten in trouble i've gotten into colleges i've gotten jobs all because of connections and people that believe in me so like if i can evolve like you know i'm a member of 100 black 100 black man i my biggest thing i want to get if i want black males to go to college i want them to go to the military i want them to go to trade school if, if it's any one of those three not, doing nothing is not it's unacceptable in my eyes so that's what I'm about. I'm all like, how can I help? How can I help you get you there? Because like I think I might not know what you want to do, but I can get you one of these three doors and I can help you get there if you got the confidence, if you got the self-belief in yourself. Because so many people got mental health issues that they're not confident in themselves. It, 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 it drives me insane and sad that I feel like these younger kids are committing suicide, they're depressed all the time. It's like, why are you depressed? Like, I, I how can I help out? I don't want I don't want anything bad to happen to them. I really want to see these this young black men succeed in life because like I was given the opportunity by a black man to, to go to college to uh start my own business, the intern one. That's how I got in real estate, intern one. Even like working with OC. I learned so much from OC. I, I owe a great deal of my life to OC. He helped me out in a very uh, uh, tough situation, but he gave me the opportunity to learn find my fine tune my craft in construction where I could build I could build a mansion too. I could build a grocery store. I could build anything. I learned that from him. And that's because as an African American, he said that's a young black guy. I need to help him out like that was my own son. We have to do that. We have to we have to uplift our own people up. And we have to people like other people that are different than us too, but we have to try to uplift our own people first and foremost. I can't stress that enough. I think I think you definitely 
dropped a lot, a lot, a lot of information, a lot of nuggets in, in your response, and it, it kind of talk, talks a testament to for who you are. But on the other side of the coin, I have a, I, I, I could put money in there. I'm sure Chris, your answer is going to be completely different than his. All right, now give me, give me the question one more time so I can come refresh like Kenny was. Give it to me. So, if you have opportunity to talk to someone that's younger than you are, that that's hearing this and seeing that you know he could be or she could be a chemist or she or he can be an entrepreneur or a leader like Kenny is, what words of wisdom would you want to tell them to help them to stay motivated in <sighs> the journey to continue to grow forward? Man, I would tell them to grab their phone, go to YouTube and type in a man named Les Brown. Um, yeah. As a man named Les Brown, who I'm telling you, um, as, a, as a young black man who I didn't have, shit, even as a man, I didn't have that, uh, that person in my family who'd been like that idolized person to look up to. And to hear somebody who could speak to me and give me the confidence to talk about things. And like uh, most times I would hear it and be like in a churchy way, which kind of turned me off. I wasn't that kind of person. But to hear somebody speak in that aspect and didn't have to bring religion into it and use actual things and telling you how possible things are and telling you about his own life, how he failed, and just um, to, to hear about somebody else's failure and then their succession and to not just just to, to hear it and then be able to Google it and then be able to realize that he was telling true stories and real factual things. Man, it, it, uh, it, it changed my life. So if you're somebody who doesn't have that and you need someone to see who does that, YouTube Les Brown and watch some videos and I would that that's the best thing I could say to you because everybody's journey is different. Everybody's journey is going to be totally freaking different. Your journey could be to work for somebody. Like my journey was to own my own shit and do it that way. But like I, I would really say that's the best thing I could tell anybody is to either find somebody who has that motivational voice to you and like don't be afraid to listen to them. You know, other people have lived different lives and different experiences that can help you with your own life, and you have vice versa. But don't be afraid to listen to people. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be afraid to listen to somebody else and take their advice. Wow. Wow. I so, actually got another book, too. It's, it's Think and Grow Rich. I, I read that book. Sir. I was uh, sitting in a jail cell. I read Think and Grow Rich. And I promised myself, there's a chapter, I think it's the third chapter called Desire. Mm-hmm. And I told myself, if I get out this fucking situation, I'm going to make a change and there's nothing in the world that's going to stop me because I got the desire to be successful. I got the motivation to, to conquer anything. I'm not going to tell someone, oh, just because you got in trouble, you're not going to be able to do nothing. Fuck all that. I, I, I would tell any, I think that should be a standard book in any, 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 any child's reading is to read think, think and Grow Rich. It's a great book, and especially how I like the, the, the chapter Desire because like that, that's what, that was that probably the most impactful chapter of my life. I've read something. It talks about it. It talks about what makes himself. Chris is is motivated because his desire of his product, his desire to see. Mm -hmm. I'm motivated because like, I think I'm the best. I think I can do more and just, and I'm not, I'm not going to accept anything less. Like, and that's what motivates me. I don't want just one house. I want five houses. I just don't want uh, uh, one car with ten cars. I want to own. I want to own a dealership. Like let's just let's just take it up. And, and it's the desire and that single mind. And the single mind is like I need this. I have to have this. That's what's going to make me motivate. That's 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 what's going to motivate people and especially the youth. That's what that's going to motivate them. Motivate them. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that book is, uh, I think, I, I've interviewed by 250 people at this point in time, and that book has come up at least 10%, like literally <laughs> one, uh, like 10, 10% of the people that brought that book up. So it's, it's a book, if you haven't read it, definitely read it. And it's one of those books that you don't read once. You have to read, I would say, at least every year or so to kind of get yeah. the value where you are at that time in your life. So going into like the marketing spot for, for what you guys do and for where you guys are, like how do people get in contact with you? How do they you know, order products? Like what's your website, social media? Like what's your handles? So our, so our website, our website is cannellinesyrup.com. That's once again, that's cannellinesyrup.com. And also Cannoline Syrup is our Instagram. So if you need to find us on social media, you can find us there. I'm the owner. I answer all the pages. Mm-hmm. You message, I will answer. You video chat, I'll answer. I'm that person. Um, if you want to find us and you want to email us, you can email us at cannellinellc.com or you can email us at info at cannellinesyrup.com. Um, we have uh, you can find me on Instagram as well at at Candeline Surf. Yeah, we already said that. Yeah, and then you got Kenny. Kenny, Kenny. Uh, I'm at Kenny. I'm at Kenny Control. K E N N Y C L T T R E L L. If you Google me, I pop up. I'm on like everywhere. But like, you want Candeline uh, info at Candeline Syrup uh, dot com. Candeline Syrup at Candeline Syrup. Twitter, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're everywhere. Um, you know, want to call me 404-906-2270. I take I accept all phone calls. I got collect I had a couple of collect phone calls off from me the other day. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, like I accept everything, you know. Oh. And like I said, <laughs> I, we, we we are about making it happen and being like I said, being on shows like this, other podcasts, we're trying to get our, our brand, our awareness out here. We spread the word, like we're all about the cannoling. <laughs> Nice, nice. I think I think it's it's, it's crazy, man. I, I'm I'm happy that Chris had an opportunity to come on here because I think the episode would have been great. But I think having the push and pull between both y'all made this episode ten times better than, than it ever could have been. So I, I got a couple of bonus questions for you guys before we, we close out, right? And this is like my signature bonus question, and I want both of you to answer it in, independently of each other. If you could spend twenty four hours with anyone, dead or alive, uninterrupted for those twenty four hours, who would it be and why? Dave Chappelle. I want to hit a punchline. Why? Oh, that's the funniest man I've ever seen in my entire life. And there's nothing I like more than laughing. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's the purest, happiest way to like uh, to cure your soul. Just the vibrations when you laugh, your body it there's something about it just heals yourself. And that man, I'm telling you, when he speaks, just hear I I've watched him just pop up and just talk, and I'm telling you, I just start laughing. So to spend 24 hours with a man who can, who can make me laugh the entire time, yeah, I, I would I would that'd be it. That'd be the one. That'd be the one. Kenny? Uh, uh, mine would be my Uncle Melvin. So I got Uncle Melvin Robinson, uh, the lawyer. Uh, I mentioned him a couple times before. So he was really influential in my life, uh, especially when I became an adult, like a young adult being an entrepreneur. I actually bought a couple of properties with him before. Uh, he introduced me to Congressional Black Caucus. I actually became a delegate for the state of Georgia for the, the uh, elect, uh, alternate delegate that cast the bat ballot for uh, Barack Obama in the f- his first term mm-hmm. uh, for the state of Georgia, and just talking as an adult. I mean, I, because of my court cases in the past, and now as I'm being going back to school in graduate school and running successful businesses, it was just like just to, just to have a day with him. It was like, yo, this is what I'm doing. He gave me so much insight. Like he was the lawyer for Magic City Strip Club. <laughs> he was the lawyer for yeah, he was. Like I know, I know, I know, the, I know him very. I know the whole family very well. Mm, that's um, crazy. Yeah. Uh, he just gave me a lot of information. Like he put a lot of energy into me 
to like go into politics, go into business. And I think that just, I just want to show what I did. Honestly, I would just like to show them like, yo, this is what I'm doing right now. This is how you like. You want, want to, I know you might not smoke the weed with me, but I got it in a fused bottle. You want to drink it with me? <laughs> I mean, I can bring the candle. I would show up in his office. I would definitely show up in his office with Cataline. Like, oh, we got to try this product out. And he was sitting there laugh, crying and get high. And then not to, we have to worry about not telling his wife about it. But, you know, I, 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 I would definitely, definitely pay millions of dollars to hang out with my uncle for one day. Without, without a doubt, like, he, he, he was very influential in my life. Hmm. That's definitely interesting. Man, we so, give opposite answers. That's crazy. Yeah, we're across just, the board, man. Across yeah, the board. That's crazy. It, it's, it's beautiful, though. I mean, it, when it comes down to like having a business, like where you're weak, he's strong, and where he's weak, you're strong. So, I mean, together, you guys are whole, which which is a great thing to have. So, going to like my, my last bonus question, and obviously branding. I love branding, and I'm just looking at your brand, and I love your brand, and I just want to kind of talk about the logo for a minute. And, and this is like my interpretation. What I see is is a negative contour shape of the marijuana leaf embossed or infused on top of a droplet. And, and that's 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 the finished product. So I want you to kind of tell us a little bit more about like the story. Like, how did you come up with, with that that logo? Because I think it's a very strong logo and it does two things. It says liquid and it says marijuana all without someone even thinking about it. Man. Um, so like I said, I, I do everything in this company myself and I didn't know anything about graphic designing. And I spent about six months um, literally doing online studies of graphic designing, doing Google courses, and YouTube classes, doing everything I possibly could in my little downtime that I had. And I, uh, I bought this little app um, for $4.99. And I sat there and designed it. And I, I probably spent like two days going over. No, that doesn't look right. That doesn't look right. And I just finally did it. And I did it. And I haven't looked back. I've had it up for like, I think, four years now. And I haven't, uh, it, it, um, you know, I, I knew what I wanted. But it's hard to, to tell somebody what you want. Sometimes it's easier to create it yourself. And that was a problem I kept running into is when I kept telling people what I wanted wasn't what the I really wanted. Like they didn't really get what I was trying to do. You know, I, I have an intricate mind and, and sometimes it's hard to let people into it and try to get them to what I'm seeing. So it's easy for me to do it myself. And uh, gra- I'm not good at graphic design. It took me some work. Like I'm that person who, you know, in, in elementary, I got a bad grade in art. Like I never got a bad grade in my entire life. Elementary, I got a bad grade in art. Like I didn't know how to stop it. I was bad. I was bad at art. Like, I didn't know how to cure it. Like, I didn't know how to get better at the class. Like, so I, I just never took art since. But like I just never. Um... Yeah, man. It. Uh, I, I wanted it to be a weed leaf, but I, you see, I tried to form it to make it look like a water droplet to a point. But like, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm probably gonna recreate it in a few years. So I'm getting better at graphic design. I do all my own graphic design still. Like every flyer you see, every I do that all myself. Um, and so I'm, I'm getting better at it. So I think I'm, I'll give that one, uh, I think I might give it 10 years. I think I might wait another six years and I'll drop a new logo. I think it's a lot of companies do every 10 years or so. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, that, that, that was my first real artwork design that I put together and I launched it. It, it, it led me to doing every single other piece of art that I do now. Nice. Also, <laughs> nice. well, so now you know. No, I, 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 I've worked with you on with LC and CC contracting. I don't know shit about art. Never liked art. Not my thing. Uh, I, I, I pay someone. I'm happy. I'm happy that what well, yeah, I want to do it. <laughs> I always tell people once you figure out what you want to go with, I'll market it and, and, and sell it. <laughs> like, <I'm> just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. I'm not. But, but that's the common denominator now. Like finally, after a damn near whole hour, we find a common denominator is that neither one we of you both are artists. Don't like art. There it is. There it is. We will I, I, never. I, you, you're the artist, Chanel. You're the one. You're the art. You're the graphic designer. Like I was just calling you. 
I need this done, Sanal. How much is going to charge? And whatever you come up, give me like two or three ideas and we'll call it a day. I'm not, <laughs> I've never been that guy when it comes to art. You're the artist. I definitely know that about you. Yeah. I got a quick story for you. Okay. So my buddy had a, a birthday party and they did like a, a wine and paint thing. And I looked around when we were done and I literally balled my shit up and threw it away because I realized <laughs> I didn't. I didn't paint anything when anybody else was painting. And it's like, like I ain't never felt like it's like I felt like I was like special. Like I was like, there's no way I drew this. I looked around like, oh my god, y'all drew that? Like, whoa, wait, all this shit. No, I'm walking out. Give me the wine, I'll let you guys do the paint. Like, art is not for me. That's funny. That's funny. So Going into closing, man, this this is going to be pretty interesting. So usually at the end of my podcast, what I do is whoever I'm interviewing, in this case, I'm interviewing both you guys. I want to give you an opportunity to become the co-host of the Boston Cage podcast. Do you guys have any questions that you would like to ask me? Yeah, what what uh what cool uh marketing projects are you working on right now? You always I, I've always been struck because like he does he goes he's like a marketing guru goes through these cool shows. I've been to a couple of your events up in up in uh, Alfred and Roswell area. Where you're doing your marketing? What What are you working on? I I, I, I always like to hear what you're on. So one thing that I started working on is kind of like um, like I'm really big on like during my downtime, how can I monetize and keep my downtime still part of my business strategy, but make it my downtime. So recently, I've just been doing like these sketches, these graffiti drawings from like back when I was a kid. So I would do these time lapse and then do a graffiti piece, and then I end up doing two graffiti pieces, and I'm sitting down looking at them, and I was like. What can I do with this shit? I'm just not going to let it sit there. And I think a poster would be corny. So I ended up making shoes. So that's one of the shoes right there <laughs> on that side. I'll grab it. I know the company is some shoes now. Shit. That's dope. So, so this is one of that's the sketches dope. I did. And then the other one is over there on that side. So that's one of the marketing things that I'm doing right now. It's just kind of like I'm always marketing products and, 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 and merch without talking about merch. But when I did this, I was just like, dude, every time I, I do a piece of of illustration or drawing in my downtime, I can convert it into a shoe, a bag, or whatever. So that's continuing my downtime and marketing at the same time. Um, in addition to that, I'm working on my NFTs as well, getting ready to release a 10,000 NFT collection. And this is kind of like the whole boss and cage thing. And it's going to be like NFT visually art, but it's also going to be access keys to what I'm doing behind the scenes and, and helping people with their marketing and the development and their growth strategies as well. Good, good, good. It's all good. Uh, are, you, are you using OpenSea? Are you putting everything on OpenSea? Yeah, OpenSea okay. is, is like, you know, it's kind of, it's, the, it's not the easiest platform per se, but it's the most universal platform. Like everyone hears about Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is not the only crypto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, I, I was just wondering, I, I've, I've been talking to a couple other people about NFTs mm-hmm. and like everybody's like, oh, we're, we're just drop something and put a record of finance on OpenSea. I was like, okay, cool, okay. Yeah. It just, it becomes a household name, but I mean, obviously OpenSea has competition as well. Okay. I mean, what, what do you smoke? Unfortunately, no. I, I had a stroke back in 2018, so the medication I'm on it just conflicts with the THC. So I can't, unfortunately. But yeah. Oh man, that that was. I had like ten more questions. I was gonna rapid fire at you, but okay. That was, well, you can shoot them. Fine. I mean, it's it, it, it's um. Trust <laughs> me, I could definitely answer it. So what you got? No, no I, I just had some fun weed questions. That's it, man. Did you used to smoke? I have. I, I'll, I'll give you the Clinton answer. I did. You gonna give me that, that Clinton Obama smoke? Uh, <laughs> I didn't hail. <laughs> okay, that's a uh, man. That's that's it. But honestly, man, I appreciate you you bringing us on, man. Um, glad I had time to hop on because this was uh this was dope. This was definitely dope. Um, do you know when this would be released? 
So the release schedule is crazy. I mean, that's why I started doing these live. So right now, technically, it's live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, so forth and so forth. But the actual release of this episode on the actual podcast, audio only, is probably going to be 12 months from now. Because like right now, this is episode 200 and something, and we only just released episode 111 this week. So we're about 100 plus episodes behind. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, send, me, send, me, send me the audio. Send me the audio. It's like, like, you know, monetize your throat on our web, throat on our uh, website. Yeah, sure thing. You know, you know, you know, I'm all about trying to get as much digital tag taggy as much as possible. Oh yeah, yeah. And like I said, you got the YouTube already too. So the YouTube, I think, like the video, just kind of. No, so if, if if I do it live on YouTube, it's going to convert all back into a uh, a link. Yeah, I mean, if you if you strip out the YouTube or you share the YouTube, then. Oh, we're good. Okay, so I, I yeah. Just, if, you, if you if you save that link and send it to me, I'll I'll convert it. Oh yeah, all right. I'll text it. Oh, awesome. I, I'm, I'm like I said, I, I'm excited. I, I actually want to look uh look forward to doing some business with you in a second with Kendallane. Actually, um, I know you're like Chris. This is a master SEO tech dude, which I'm very happy. As you can tell, he has all the cool merch. <laughs> oh yeah, he's really good at getting the really cool merch. Uh, yeah, I look forward. I will definitely talk about some more business with you going forward. Uh, outside of this, because like I, I've always been a fan of your work, and yeah, this is this is good. I, I, I get to connect with Chris. Like Chris is like he's a he's more way more creative than me. Like he's a scientist, but he's, he's way more creative than me. He's he's a scientist that, that that has synergy though. I mean, he's not just like the boring old school scientist. I mean, he definitely has has style with it as well. So it kind of brings <laughs> to what you're doing. So cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I definitely appreciate you guys being on the show and taking out your busy schedule, man. I definitely, Chris, I wasn't expecting you. I'm happy that you showed up, man. I, like I said earlier, I think like the, the the dynamic aspect of this episode makes what we said so much more deliverable and so much more entertaining. So I definitely appreciate you being here today, man. I appreciate both you guys. And they're happy to be here. I appreciate uh, you, brother. Y'all, send me an updated, uh, like, um, not pitch deck, but where the hell you do for, like, uh, work, like, scope of work stuff? Send it it to me. Send it my email so I can, like, me and Chris can talk about it. I forgot. You're, like, really good at this shit. (laughs) Cool, man. Fair enough, man. I definitely appreciate you guys, man. And I look forward to seeing what you guys grow this company into being. And obviously, by all means, once you put it on the market and you sell it, I I want to be there to see it happen for real. I want to see you guys sign that contract, man. Oh man, hey, man. Yeah, we, we have you as a hype man. Come on, with, with the custom shoes, with the custom Kathleen shoes, and the swag. <laughs> We're going to swag out with Ross where we go now. Come on. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. S.A. Grant, over and out. All right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762-233-BOSS. That's 762-233-2677. I would love to hear from you. Remember, to become a boss in cage, you have to release your inner beast. S.A. Grant, signing off. Listeners of Boss in Cage are invited to download a free copy of our host, S.A. Grant's insightful ebook, Become an Uncaged Trailblazer. Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash freebook.